say I had the deep rooted belief, I'm not good enough. That's not going to make me feel good physically in my body. That's going to make me feel anxious. It's going to give me butterflies in my stomach. So the more that I try to reject that though, the more that I try to resist that and push that away, the more I'm going to experience it. So that's why people say, if, if you've ever heard the phrase, you have to feel it to heal it. That's why people say that is because the more you try to suppress those sensations and those emotions that are coming up, the more they're going to try to come out. Welcome to the Ambitious Chick Podcast. My name is Tamara Wamsley, marketing strategist, life coach, and mom of three. I'm here to help busy, ambitious moms to stop settling for life in a cubicle. You can build your business on your lunch hour. I believe that your soul was sent here on a mission to do work that only you can do. It's time to stop suffering in silence and go after the freedom and fulfillment your soul is begging for. Each week, I'll be bringing you soul-focused conversations, inspiring you to be brave, bold, and go after your biggest dream. You will discover new strategies to help connect the dots to get you from where you are to where you want to be. Are you ready to find clarity, get unstuck, overcome resistance, and finally manifest your dream life? Put the kids to bed, grab a glass of wine, and get ready to trade the cubicle for your calling. Let's go. I am a high performance coach. And what that means basically is I work with people on overcoming any kind of limiting beliefs or limiting patterns that they have so they can reach their full potential and essentially break through to their next level of success, whatever that looks like for them. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. So my background is actually in mental health counseling. I have two graduate degrees in counseling. And then I just shifted from that over to coaching about a year, year and a half ago. Okay. Gotcha. So what is it, what is it about your program that you are finding is most helpful to your clients? Um, I think the biggest piece that I'm finding, um, in the coaching industry in general is a lot of people focus primarily on mindset, which don't get me wrong. Mindset is super, super, super important. Um, but where a, a lot of that's missing is a lot of our blocks and a lot of our fears stem from the, the body. So our deeply rooted beliefs, our core, core stuff is in the body. So you get to a point where even if you have a good mindset on things, you still might be blocked in certain ways. And you're like, so the, the the easiest way I can explain it is if you've ever gone into a situation that you know on a logical level, it makes sense. But in your gut, it's like something is off here. What is that? And so what I can provide with my clients is teaching them how to align their mind, the logical side of them with their body. Got it. Okay. So- does I would assume that a lot of this probably goes back to our childhood. Yeah. And so <laughs> do you bring in the do you bring in like the therapy aspect to help them to be able to see that and to overcome that? Yeah. So coaching and therapy, they're not the same thing, but they are similar. The difference is coaching, there's a lot more accountability with coaching, but there's also um 
it's very goal oriented and future oriented. So in the beginning of a coaching package, I'll say, okay, what are your goals? And a lot of times those are external things, right? Like I want to get a promotion at work or, uh, I want something to happen with my partner, things like that. Um, and so really a lot of times what happens is we have a lot of inner blocks that are stopping us from getting to that point. Mm -hmm. So with coaching, you're starting with that goal and then whatever's coming up internally, you clear it at the root. And so, yes, like you said, a lot of times that does root stem in childhood. So if, if we need to, in a coaching session, absolutely. We would go into childhood with whatever block is presenting itself. That's in the way. Gotcha. So to back up a little bit, I would be interested in figuring out, like, what did you want to be when you were a child? Are you doing what you planned on doing now? Um, I knew that I wanted to help people. Uh, I didn't know what that looked like. In high school, I remember I was I was very close with the adjustment counselor there. So for a while, I thought I wanted to be a school counselor. Okay. And then I learned in college, I really liked the... Um, the psychology aspect of like deeper mental health stuff. So when I went to grad school, I started with school counseling. And when I learned that the mental health track was more involved in the, in the psychology piece, that was more appealing to me. So that was when I made my switch halfway through my first year of grad school from school counseling to mental health counseling. And so, yeah, it just kind of, it just kind of evolved into itself. And then when I learned what coaching was, I was like, oh, this actually sounds like a lot of fun. And it, it gave me so much more access to my clients as well. There's a lot more flexibility. Like I said, I'm able to hold them accountable much easier in a coaching container than I would be able to in a counseling container. So right. to answer your question in short, I knew somewhat in the beginning what I wanted to do. I just didn't know exactly what that looked like. Awesome. So when did you begin your business? Um, I started my business. When was it? April last year, or actually, no, we're in a new year now. So April, <laughs> two years ago, April, 2021, it would have been. Okay. Gotcha. And mm -hmm. what, so before, before you started this business, were you doing full-time therapy or what exactly did that look like back then? So for two, the last two years before I went full-time in my business, I was actually working at a middle school as a life skills teacher. So this, <laughs> which now I'm bringing my, my education background in, but um, this position was specific for a mental health counselor to take over because it was a class that was heavily focused on mental health social emotional learning building resiliency so my two years leading up to making the coaching decision i was actually a teacher <laughs> oh okay gotcha yeah. wow that's a little bit of a transition but i can see the similarities <laughs> yeah yeah they were really similar um what i did before teaching cuz my idea was i wanted to get the education in the mental health side but i did want to be in the school system somehow and when I saw there was a, like a loophole where I could kind of get my foot in the door, because there was between licensures and certifications and things, schools don't typically allow mental health counselors. They specifically call for school counselors. So I was just like, well, 
I'll just get my foot in the door. I found a private school that was offering this as a teacher. And I was like, I'll get my foot in the door that way. If a counseling position opens, I can shift into it easier that way. And then it happened to be my first year teaching. I learned about what coaching was. And I was like, oh, well, I can do this. (laughs) Awesome. So how did you get started? How'd you get your first client? Um, my first client, oh, I love her. (laughs) She actually came to me from a psychology today post. So I, because of my counseling background, I was able to put a listing on psychology today. And in my listing, I just have, I'm a, I'm a high performance coach with these two degrees in mental health counseling. And so I've been able to gain some traction from there. That was my first client. And then since then, a lot of it has been through word of mouth and just networking and getting referrals and things. And I just recently uh, shifted back onto social media. So I'm working on uh, marketing aspects in that way as well. Okay. What is your favorite part of what you do? My favorite, I I love my clients. I love my clients so dearly. I love, I love the calls. Every time I get off one of my coaching calls, I just feel inspired. I'm like, oh, I want to do more. I want to talk about this more. And personal development in general is such a passion of mine. So I could talk about it forever. (laughs) That's awesome. Can you, can you share a story of a transition that you've seen, obviously without any of the details, but can you share a story of what um, being one of your clients might look like? Yeah. So, um, are, let me clarify. Did you want to hear like a client transformation or did you want to hear more, more so what does my program look like if I were to take somebody through it? Actually, I would love to hear both. <laughs> sure. I was so, asking about the client story, the transformation, but I both. Okay, I yeah, I, I'll share that first and then I can answer the next one. Perfect. <laughs> so for client transformation, oh, I'm trying to think of, okay. I had one client who I'm actually working with her now for a second time around, but I had worked with her before and she had came to me really wanting to build the relationship with her husband. She wanted to build the communication more. She felt like she couldn't be honest with him because she was just very avoidant, didn't want to be vulnerable. She was scared to let herself out. Um, And so as we worked through some of this and we pulled back some of the layers, we realized that a lot of this, as you said before, childhood, a lot of this was stemming from her childhood and not really having an emotionally available parent. And so we did some of the work on, again, the mental level and also in the body level where I really took her through processes that helped her clear up some of that um some of that discomfort for her around when these triggering situations would come up. Can you speak to what the process would look like? What Can you give us more information? Because I'm not sure that I understand. Sure. Yeah. So uh, specifically about like how I took her through body processes. Is that what you're asking? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the way that I, the way that I clear any block with any of my clients. And when I say blocks, again, I really just mean like the deep rooted beliefs 
or any limiting patterns. So this could be like procrastination, overworking. It could also be like having a fear of failure or uh, a fear of success or I'm not good enough. So that's what I mean when I say inner blocks. Um, and the way that I clear that, it's a it's a three-step method. And it's this is from my coaching. I have to give credit where credit's due. So this is from this method is from my coaching certification program by Alyssa Nobriga. She was my mentor coach all last year. So the three steps is first self-awareness. You have to be aware of whatever that block is. And a lot of times people are actually unconsciously living out of their blocks. So like they might know they're procrastinating, for example, but they don't know the deeper rooted reason of why they're doing that, of how that's keeping them from showing up. So um, we go through the self-awareness piece, which is really just a lot of questioning and figuring out, peeling back the layers of where this could have stemmed from and going from there. Essentially, like anything, you have to be aware that it's there if you want to change it. If you don't know it's there, then it's just, it's not, it's not really there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like you're yes. not aware of it, you can't do anything about it. Um, from the awareness piece is the acceptance piece. And this is, this is probably the most foundational piece of the entire work, which is also the stage where you go into the mind, where you go into the body and, and look at all those in the acceptance stage. It's really this, um, it's basically the theory that anything you judge you're stuck with. So anytime you're feeling uncomfortable, like, um, I'll say, let's say I had the deep rooted belief. I'm not good enough. That's not going to make me feel good physically in my body. That's going to make me feel anxious. It's going to give me butterflies in my stomach. So the more that I try to reject that though, the more that I try to resist that and push that away, the more I'm going to experience it. So that's why people say, um, if, if you've ever heard the phrase, you have to feel it to heal it. That's why people say that is because the more you try to suppress those sensations and those emotions that are coming up, the more they're going to try to come out. So in the acceptance phase, that's where you go through the deeper work in terms of really allowing yourself to feel. And so I could literally talk for an hour on this, but <laughs> I'm going to try to make this, this as short as I can. But essentially how it works is your thoughts, the words running through your mind, perpetuate your emotions. So again, if I have the thought, I'm I, I'm not good enough, that's going to cause me to feel anxious. That's going to cause this physical sensations in my body to occur. The problem with that is, is if you fully feel the sensations all the way through, no judgment, you allow them to be there, you breathe through them and you just let it know that it's okay to be there. It should only take 90 seconds to move through. But the problem with us as human beings is that when we sit with these sensations in our bodies and we say, oh, no, I'm just going to I'm going to go overeat or I'm going to go drink or I'm going to go watch TV and laugh like I'm just going to do all the things to avoid what I'm feeling. It's not going to move through because you haven't felt it. So ironically, it's like when you judge, which again, judgment is a thought. So if I'm saying I shouldn't feel this way, my life is fine. Why do I feel this way? Instead of allowing myself to feel that, I loop back into the thought segment and I immediately just leave the sensation. So do you see how that could like just that cycle just keeps perpetuating itself? Right. So the idea with going into the mind and the body is one, 
questioning the thoughts because that's where it starts is in the mind, the thoughts. And then when you go deeper into the body, you really learn how to be with those sensations. So if I were to work, if I were to work with a client, I would ask them, where do you feel that in your body? And they would locate that for me. And I would, I would just have them get really intimate with the sensation while dropping the story around what they're making the sensation mean. And then when you're able to do that and breathe through that, and again, fully dropping the story, because it's not going to work if you can't drop the story and getting out of the mind, that's when you start becoming attuned with your body. And then you start realizing, oh, this sensation really isn't as bad as I thought it was. I was just making it mean something different. And then once once you're you're able to really come to those realizations, that's when that energy in your body will really start moving through. And then all of a sudden you just feel lighter, right? And it's not, I mean, if you have something from childhood that's there, it's not going to take a, a 20 minute to an hour long session to fully clear itself. But again, you do get lighter and over time it becomes less and less charged. So you'll notice that whatever triggering events are happening in your life, those are going to get less and less, not because those events aren't happening anymore, but it's because you know how to better deal with them internally. Got it. So do you find that the majority of people understand like what those thoughts are like right away? They know, they know what they're thinking. Um, causing I, think, all this? I think on a surface level, they can understand what their thoughts are, like what their conscious thoughts are. But the problem with that is all, everything everybody does on a behavioral level has only 5% to do with their conscious mind. So the here and now, and it has everything to do the other 95% with the unconscious and subconscious layers of their mind. So it's, it's, they have maybe surface level, they have conscious awareness of their current thoughts, but maybe not as much as what's in the subconscious and unconscious layers of the mind, because those are, again, those are the deeply rooted stuff that really form our, our belief system and the way that we view the world. So, yeah. So how do you get, how do you get to those thoughts when people aren't aware that they're even having them? Um, so the way that I work with clients in the acceptance stage, so it's, it's called Sembu. Again, this is a, an Alyssa Nobriga <laughs> topic, but it's, it's called Sembu. That's the acronym for it. S is somatic, which means in the body, somatic work. E is emotional. So we go through emotional processes to clear it at the emotional level. Um, M is mental. Again, the thoughts. B is behavioral. So working with behaviors. And then U is the unconscious. So if people really don't know what that their subconscious or what their general belief systems are, then there are things to work through specifically on the unconscious level to bring those into awareness. So it's, it's really it working with the unconscious is really almost like going back to the mind and asking just powerful questions to get the person to really tap into, Oh yeah. You know, I never saw that before. I never realized that before. Um, and so it's 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 almost like you're coming you're coming back to the mental to bring the unconscious into your awareness. Okay, awesome. So and, is, and I will say oh. a quick tip. No worries. <laughs> no, you're good. If somebody is wanting to learn more and they're not sure how, I I will recommend the Enneagram test until I die. <laughs> I love Enneagram. Love Enneagram. Yes, it, it has given so many of my clients and and even myself 
so much insights into why they do the things that they do and what the deeper intention is behind it. It's like, whoa, that was me to a T. <laughs> right. Absolutely. So, so what are you? What's your name? I am a three nine. So I'm a mix of the achiever and the peacemaker. <laughs> hmm. Yes. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Very cool. So yeah. what is one thing that has happened to you, um, you know, through your business that you didn't expect? Um, I didn't expect, <laughs> this is going to sound crazy, but I didn't expect to get clients. <laughs> really? I really went into it. Like I'm, I went into it terrified. And when I went into it, I think I was more scared of it than how I really wanted it. Like I, I feared it more than I wanted it when I went into it. So it took me, it took me probably, I'm trying to think if I did in April. Yeah. It took me probably a good six or seven months to get my first client because I just jumped into it. So scared. I had an intense fear of being seen, intense fear of being rejected. And uh, so I had to actually do a lot of my own inner work to to get to break through those so I could <laughs> get my first client because it it was a struggle. I was doing a lot of free sessions. I didn't feel like my I didn't feel like I could charge for sessions. I really um, yeah, that caused me to do a lot of my own inner work. So very good. What yeah. is your why? Why are you doing this work? I I just love people in general. I have I have my top five values written out on my laptop here just to keep me in alignment when I start falling off track a bit. One of those is connection. I just I love talking with people. I love helping people. And I I said this earlier, personal development is my jam. So I could talk about it forever. <laughs> Very good. Yeah. That's awesome. What's one thing you want to be remembered for? I think I just want to be, oh, I've never been asked this before. <laughs> <laughs> I think I would like to be remembered just for my gen, my genuine intention, like who I am as a person. I I mean, I'm biased, but I don't feel like I have a mean bone in my body. I truly just, I just want to see the world succeed. I feel like that person, like, I just want world peace. But like <laughs> on a less tackier level, that that is really what I want genuinely. And I just, yeah, I just love supporting people. So I hope that I'm just remembered by by the support that I was able to give, not just with clients and in my business, but just with the connections that I have in my day-to-day -day life with my friends, my family, people, people I run into, people I meet. Um, yeah. Awesome. Where are you located? I am in Massachusetts. I'm okay. in West Springfield, Massachusetts. Awesome. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do you have any tips or advice that you would like to provide to maybe some other women that are just starting out? Um, yeah, I would say, I'd say drop the judgment because anytime anybody starts a new chapter or, or goes on a personal development journey, a healing journey, or whatever it is that you want to call it, anytime going into this kind of work, there will be a lot of judgments that will come up. A very common ones, like I said before, I, 
I have a great life. Why do I feel like this? I shouldn't feel like this. This is stupid. Like so, so, so much of that comes up as you, especially as you first step into the work. So I would just say, give yourself compassion, allow yourself to just embrace yourself. And if you feel, if it does, well, I don't want to say if, when it gets uncomfortable, just allow yourself to be that and just let yourself know it's okay to be uncomfortable. Right. Yep. We all have to face that resistance too. Right. So exactly. We all have to get through that. Exactly. And it's like when you add resistance to more resistance, all you're doing is creating more resistance. It's like you're getting trapped in this loop. Yeah. Yeah. And why do you think it is that so many women struggle with just feeling like they're not enough? Like they feel like you even said yourself, like you were, you were so fearful um, thank you for doing it anyway <laughs> and, and being brave, but why do you, feel, why do you think that that is such a thing for women, especially? I just think we live in, in such a hyper masculine world mm-hmm. that it's, it's all about, and I don't, I don't even mean gender roles specifically, but just in general, everyone is, is super masculine. Like do, 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 I have to go to the next thing, go to the next thing. Nobody celebrates themselves. Nobody, (laughs) nobody takes time to really be with themselves. They follow what they think they should be doing based off what society says, you know, go to school, go to college, get a job, retire, die. It's like, okay. You know, and it's, so I think it's hard for people to really, especially now that we're in 2023 and there's so many different opportunities for people to do their own things in so many different capacities that it's, it's just becoming that much more prevalent that, you know, we don't, maybe that worked before, but it's not working anymore. And it's, it's more, it's not about it's not about do, do, do. And this is a, I can't remember his name, but this quote comes from a famous philosopher, but I love it. Um, it's not about do, do, do. And it's not about BBB, the feminine energy, but it's about finding the balance. It's finding the dance of life. It's about doobie, 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 do, right? <laughs> That's why I like that. It's very catchy. But um, when we, so the way I see it, it's like, if you can really learn how to be with yourself and make decisions from an empowered place, not from a place of fear, but from an empowered place, then you, you've tapped into literally magic. I mean, so, so many people struggle with just doing that. And they do things that they think they should be doing, or they're following what other people should be doing. But if you learn how to be with yourself and really connect to your deeper truth and your intuition and allow that be your guiding factor, then allow that feminine energy to really tap into your masculine because that's, what's going to tap that. Then you can go be do, 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 do from an aligned place. So it's like, you have to be in order to do (laughs) if that makes any sense. Absolutely. Yes. 100%. And I'm pretty sure that that is a song. (laughs) <laughs> the doobie doobie do like I I'm not connecting the dots, but I know it's a song. <laughs> like I'm sure I'm sure I'm sure it is. Or 60s I, or something. I have to get back to you on who said it. There's a famous philosopher that said it, and I'm just totally drawing a blank. But I'm like, wow, that makes so much sense. Doobie 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 do. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I love that. Yeah, love that. 
Yeah. So what's so next think, for you? Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to cut no, you off. No, no worries. I, I was just saying, I think um, it's really more so about implementing, again, not gender wise for everybody. If you're male, female, whoever you are, it's about implementing more of the feminine in an embodied and in an empowered way so you can get the balance of both. And I think when people learn how to tap into that, I, I think we as a society will make massive shifts and massive movements. That's fantastic. Yeah. How can we encourage more of that? <laughs> I think just more, more education and also just more acceptance. There's still a lot of very gridlocked people thinking that things, again, should be a certain way. And I think it's just about letting go of those thoughts of how somebody should live and just be ex- be accepting of everyone, understand that your journey is not the same as everybody else's and people's lives are going to look different from yours and that's okay. And it's really just about opening the mind. Right. Yeah. And I, I think you're right. I think it, it just is a shift in awareness. I mm-hmm. think that a lot of people are, are struggling, um, you know, doing the do, do, do. And I think there's, especially since COVID, we're all taking a extra deep breath and we're like, okay, but why? Totally. <laughs> why do I want to keep doing that? <laughs> so, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Love yeah. that. So what is next for you? What's next for me? Well, I just, so I took a year, about a year, 10 month hiatus from social media So I'm slowly getting back on social media and I'm really wanting to drop just a lot more, a lot more value for people there. Uh, I plan on hosting workshops. I'm actually hosting a free workshop on Monday. I don't think that this podcast will be released then, but I will be hosting more workshops throughout the year. I just started doing those. So I'm super excited to keep that going. Um, And yeah, just continuing on with my practice. (laughs) Fantastic. What is the workshop on? Uh, The workshop I'm doing on Monday is, so it's called Goodbye Resolutions, Hello Transformations. I had also put the same workshop on in the beginning of January and it was, I got a lot of good feedback on it and there were people that went that wish they could have went. So I'm hosting it again. (laughs) Very good. Basically I go through and I talk about uh, how to sustain healthy habits. I talk about gaining clarity on what your goals and vision is for the new year. And then I um, I teach a lot about mindset stuff and, and really going deep into the mind. And then I touch on a piece of embodiment work as well. Fantastic. So where can we connect with you? Uh, you can connect with me on social media. I am at Coach Jessie T, J-E-S-S-I-E-T. And then my email address is jesse at jessetllc.com. <laughs> Got it. Well, thank you so much for coming on today. This has been fantastic. And I'm, I'm excited to attend the workshop myself. So I will oh, definitely- Thank you. I'd for- love to have you there. That would be really good. Yes, please come. That oh. would be great. Thank you for being here. I hope you are inspired to take action today. I want you to have the best year possible in 2023. So I made a dream year workbook, which is free for you. All you need to do is go to my website and grab your copy. And part of it is the Ikigai exercise. So I think you'll really like it. 
Also, if you want to apply to be a part of the Money Mindset Mastermind, this group of emerging mompreneurs is going to shift their money mindset and overcome the not enoughness to exponentially increase their confidence and income in just eight weeks. I'm so excited to watch these transformations happen. Applications are open now. See you all next week.